BG Mania, a video game music podcast for July 31st, 2019, is brought to you by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the eclectic mix himself. It's Frank. Hey guys. For those just joining us, what we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will be announced in advance. So you're always guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every episode. If you're new to the world of video game music podcasts, you are in for a treat. But for all the veterans that may be stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods for the first time, Frank and I definitely tell more personal stories about the games we play music from and about the tracks themselves instead of constantly diving into music theory and breaking apart each track instruments at a time. As always, we hope you enjoy the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure. I actually got a couple uh, comments about that particular segment I stuck in the uh, in the opening there. I, I did that for a reason because I wanted everyone to know getting into this that, you know, we aren't experts in the world of music. <laughs> uh, absolutely not. Yeah, we are not experts in the world of music. We do not know every single term. We don't know how to best describe things sometimes, but we enjoy music and we love listening to it and love the way that it enhances our experience with each game, which is the big reason why we wanted to start doing this to express our love for the tracks that we enjoy and the games that we enjoy. So I actually had some some positive comments and feedback on that particular stuff that we added to the, the opening segment. So that was cool. Thank you so much. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. Frank, I love the end of the month because it means we get to do another episode of Radio Hour. We're on volume 25. Isn't that crazy? 25 episodes. I, I love doing Radio Hour. It's always fun just to see where my brain will take me on some of these tracks. Yeah, sometimes there's some connecting threads. Sometimes there's not. And... 25, man, we are a fourth of the way through 100 unique episodes of Radio Hour. 
by the time we get to that point, we'll have been doing the show for like eight years, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> Brian, we're going to be dead by then. <laughs> I mean, on the uh, on the trajectory that not only we are moving, but the world itself is moving. That's probably true. <laughs> I mean, if the grasshoppers don't take over before then, like they are in Las Vegas right now, then. Well, don't worry. After September 20th and we, fi- we finalize our, our raid on Area 51, there will be no more grasshoppers. There will be no more grasshoppers, but the cool thing is that the aliens will be free and they can actually take us out of Earth. They'll be able to save us. We can jump in their spaceship and go to their planet. I want to go to planet Vegeta. Oh, wait, that's been destroyed. <laughs> we do have a great episode lined up for uh, for everyone today. Five tracks from myself, five tracks from Frank, one from you, the listener, and one from Jessica. And I'm really excited to play some of these pieces of music. And what did you open up with, Frank? That was your first pick. Uh, so yeah, as I mentioned, my brain takes me in crazy places, and we'll talk about that in a second, but that was Sewer Surfing from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, uh, which came out, I mean the Super Nintendo release date, that's the, the one I'm most familiar with, uh, August 15th, 1992, composed by Kozo Nakamura. Kozo Nakamura. Great soundtrack to this game, man. This is an iconic game, not only, but... A fantastic soundtrack through and through. I, I, I love this game, and that is one of the tracks that is just in my head. Like if I had to like close my eyes and think of Turtles in Time, the the, the, the sewer surfing, that's that's the music that's gonna play. Well, that's one of the, I guess, most memorable levels from the entire game. It is. It is. And I, I mean, let me tell you, I hate sewer surfing. So not not in the game, oh, just boy. in real life. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I, I don't know if you did this on purpose. You probably did. No, no, no. It, I totally did it on purpose, like subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say this. This probably uh, had something to do with something that happened to me over the past week uh, after we recorded the episodes last week. So this actually happened on like Sunday night, early, late, 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 late Sunday night, early Monday morning. Our pipes down here in the basement where my studio is at and where we have a lot of our stuff. They actually like pretty much burst and sewage was everywhere. (laughs) And it was the most disgusting thing that I've ever had to clean up in my life to this day. Like, you know, I don't have kids, so I don't have to worry about cleaning up after them yet. I don't, you know, no dirty diapers or anything like that. At least it's your own puke. Well, yes, not just mine, but yes, this household's own sewage. Yes. But again, the most disgusting thing I've ever had to clean up. So it ruined a good 80% of the stuff that it touched. I'm not keeping any of that. We've already no, thrown it all away. No, 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 no. <laughs> this happened in my parents' house um, a few years ago uh, when I was over there. I was watch. I was literally watching the house and they were out of town and this happened. Oh, it's the worst, man. I had to tell them, you know, I'm throwing your carpet away. I'm, I, I literally took a box cutter to my parents' carpet and cut up like, I gotta do this. Like, there's no way we're getting this out. Yeah. Uh, we luckily like we had a lot of stuff just kind of like piled up because it's a basement and we use a majority of it for storage. So there was a lot of stuff piled up that soaked up a good chunk of the water before it actually got into like our main living space outside of my studio, which is also down here in the basement. So, you know, like rugs and blankets that were just piled up, uh, boxes, all these like random assortment of stuff it collected a majority of the water and I had to obviously throw all of that away. We ripped down the temporary wall that we had built to separate like a living room from the washer and dryer area. That's we, we ripped that down and are going to have to 
you know, make a new one once we get everything done. It's still not done. Like, it's still not 100% done. We do not have the living room put back together. My studio, luckily, nothing was ruined in here because that would have been the worst if, like, my computer would have been damaged or other equipment. That would have been awful. Yeah, no. But we we are slowly in the process of, uh, of fixing it. But we actually are in the process of leaving this area, too. So uh, Jessica and I are going to be uh, moving sometime over the next couple weeks or month or two. And uh, at that point, it'll be not even a concern anymore. But it was crazy, man. I had to use the wet vac to uh, soak out all the water, you know, suck it all up. Then we had to wait a couple days for everything to dry. Did some baking soda to help lift up the mildew smell and kill the mold. Bleach everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was the worst. It was not it's, it's not been a fun week for me. I, I can imagine just uh, heads up to anybody who lives in the basement. Just take it from somebody who's been to this more than once. Keep your stuff at least a foot above the ground. Okay? I was just going to say, no longer put stuff on the floor. Keep your no, shit never. off the floor. <laughs> Lost like three ba- th- three whole things of laundry, three baskets that I will never, I would, I think so. On a plus, I mean, a nice little fashionable trip to the Burlington uh, Coat Factory. So, uh, <laughs> Burlington Coat Factory, like it's like an anniversary, uh, or not an anniversary, a uh, like a celebratory trip. I don't know. Yeah. All right, man, let's kick to my first track. And I think I have something fun here that you're going to really enjoy. And it's not fun. It's uh, it's actually very emotional. Oh, great. Oh, great. Thanks, Brad. My fun track is the next track. That's I, 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 I want to cry. I looked ahead a little bit. Yeah, my my fun track is the next track. But this one right here, I, I recently completed this game and this particular piece of music when it came on in the game, I was floored because the entire soundtrack is is really well done. The game, it's it's hit or miss, but the soundtrack is really, really, really well done. So let's take a listen from Sea of Solitude. This is Kay's theme.
And that was Kay's theme from Sea of Solitude, which actually just came out recently, July 5th, 2019, for PC, PS4, Xbox One. The entire soundtrack was composed by Guy Jackson, and he did a fantastic job fitting the music to the themes and the the things that this game was trying to portray and explore. I was unable to find what uh, what vocalist was doing, like the the chanty type noises in the background. Oh, that was Enya. I, I mean, it kind of sounds like it, but <laughs> there isn't any credits for this particular soundtrack. Uh, all that I was able to find is that it was done by Guy Jackson. Uh, 20 tracks deep, though. It is a it is a decently sized soundtrack for a, a very small uh, game that you can burn through in like three to five hours. And like I said, the the music fits everything that they're doing, because the cool thing about Sea of Solitude, and if you want to read my in-depth thoughts on it, you can check out the review at leveldowngames.com or you can go back and look through the show notes for Max Level, because I don't remember what what uh, episode it was on. It was I want to say it was probably two weeks ago. But I talked in length on Sea of Solitude because I was playing it and having a a fun time going through it. But it goes through these really emotional plot points and things that a lot of games don't explore, like mental health, like suicide, like being bullied. And they do a a different take on it. Cornelia Geppert, she was the designer and, you know, pretty much like the writer of the game. She was using a lot of like past experiences to portray things that were going on in Kay's life and with her family. It was a very emotional story and I, I enjoyed it greatly. I'm absolutely going to play this game. I mean, it, it's for me, it's in the same vein of like uh, Hellblades and your saga, how, how it's. Yeah, it's and, and I, I compared it to that on max level when we talked about it. You're absolutely right to bring that back up because it's very much in the same vein as that. So it's it's a no brainer, and uh, I will be playing this very soon. I, I'm surprised I've been sleeping on it so long. Yeah, and the best way to play it, if you don't want to actually purchase it, you just want to play through it, and you know maybe have some access to some other games. EA Origin Access Premier, which is available on PC, it's fourteen ninety nine a month, and you can play not only this but every other game that EA has released, and several third party games as well, like A Plague Tale Innocence, which I think is also a must play game. But uh, Madden NFL 20 is already on there as well. I know it comes out on Friday, but it's been on there since last Wednesday, and I've been playing it since last Wednesday and having a lot of fun with it. Uh, that's another game you're going to play, too. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, no, no. You, uh, like, like we talked about on Max Level on Monday, man, the X Factor stuff with Madden is uh, it, it's really a lot of fun this year. It's really a lot of fun. It's a game I have to play because the Jets need to win. Oh, my God, do they need to win? <laughs> the Jets need to do something. And, and you know what's funny is that in my in my franchise right now, the Jets are 0-7. <laughs> As they are want to do, uh, which, which I was going to say, which is probably a uh, a a not too far off from the truth way. It's going to be uh, in about what three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Jets will struggle, I'm sure, this year. Oh boy, don't do they ever? You know, Brian, I'm going to do something a little out of character. Okay, I'm going to play you a song in Japanese. Oh, okay. Um, from a game that I have absolutely fallen in love with. Uh, and I knew I was going to love from the very second it was announced from Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. This is Oath of Dreams, the fairy song, Japanese version.
of dreams from bloodstained ritual of the night uh the fairy song japanese version full title <laughs> special deluxe edition exactly uh, main main theme reprise pretty much this uh this game came out just recently uh june 18th of this year yeah fantastic game uh composed the whole soundtrack is composed uh make sure your money yeah yeah there were some other composers on there that helped her out like yeah, with a couple she, tracks she, here she and there yeah, she was the main composer. Uh, yeah, so, like, for me, she is Castlevania. I mean, I think Symphony of the Night was the first one that she did, or at least... No, Bloodlines. Bloodlines, Bloodlines was okay. the first one that she worked on. Yeah, man, uh, you can't go, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, I found this thanks to Reddit, to be honest. Um, there is an achievement... There, there's I'm, achievement glad you, I'm glad you showed this to me, because I had not heard this particular version. I gave a message, like, Brian, I have a treat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a trophy in the game from the PS4 version where there's a, there is a piano that you can sit down and play. But if you go there with a fairy, she'll sing a song. And it was cool. It was, it was and you, all right. And you can, these are like your companions. Like, they're the ones that assist in combat and that kind of stuff. So it was, it was all right. And uh, I typed it in to Reddit and they go, yeah, that's great and all, but you want to hear the Japanese versions. So I, so I changed the, 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 the vocals to Japanese in the game. And when this came on, I was blown away. It's, I mean, it's so good. It's, it's, it's so, so it's freaking so much better. Good. It was great. It's so I, I, freaking I good. It. I'm glad you actually played a track from Bloodstained because I had I had just played one last month. If you remember on Radio Hour, I played the uh, Voyage of oh, man, I forget the name of it. Voyage of something. Uh, I have the soundtrack still right here. Let's see what it was called. Voyage of Promise is what I played last month, and really the entire soundtrack is phenomenal. Like from start to finish, Michiro Yamani. Like I said, she did poured her soul into this game. I feel like it just it's so well done. But every area has a nice, distinct feel to it. With, with yeah. the music, it, it's it's my hat's yeah, off there. Absolutely. And the other composers Brian, on Brian, the soundtrack. Brian's, Brian's taking off his bandana. I mean, yeah, <laughs> bandana's off. No, the other the other composers on the soundtrack too: Kaisuke Ito, Ryosuke Fujioka, Ippo Yamada, and Atsuhiro Ishizuna. They all did a fantastic job to the stuff they have worked with as well. Like this is a brilliant. Not only brilliant soundtrack, but a brilliant game uh, done by Koji Igarashi, you know, the creator of, of not Final Fantasy, uh, Castlevania. Jeez, brain even fart there for a second. Even though it's not really a Castlevania game, this it might be my favorite Castlevania game. Yeah, you you had mentioned something to me that I thought was interesting that I was actually just going to bring up. You said you might like this better than Symphony of the Night. I might. I mean, it's right up there with me. It's great. It's a fantastic piece of music, and it's worth playing. I mean, through. Brian was giving me crap for it. Right? So I'm making my own little side quest in this game, so I'm enjoying it so much. Yeah, you're telling me like you're going out there leveling all this stuff. I was like, why? There's no point. <laughs> I'm doing it because I'm having fun. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is a good reason. It's just like there's no trophies. There's no nope. logical Nothing. reason why to do it in the game. Just, you know, just that's the only how, reason is because you're having fun. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Frank plays video games with no logical reason. Yeah, that's how... That's how I live my life. I was going to say, that might be how you live your life, too. And yeah, maybe me as well. I really don't know. But great pick. Such a good piece of music. And then kind of kind of emotional as well. Just like the uh, the one I played before. That's OK. Well, you said you're going to have fun. My next pick will be fun as well. I promise you. Perfect. 
Uh, yeah, I have a fun pick here. And it was from a game that we were supposed to talk about on max level this past week, but we didn't. Because you uh, you spent too much time on Bloodstained and didn't get a chance to play this. I, uh, I went back to the Messenger. And because recently the Picnic Panic DLC came out. And with that was three new levels plus like 18 new compositions from Rainbow Dragon Eyes. And I kind of combed through it. I played through the DLC because, again, we were supposed to talk about it. We're going to talk about it next week on the show. We will. But I, uh, I, I kind of prepped it and I listened to all the music and I was like, man, there is some great stuff on here. But I picked my favorite track from the DLC. So, again, this is from the Messenger Picnic Panic DLC. This is Basalt Assault Volcano. was Basalt Assault Volcano from the Messenger Picnic Panic DLC. 
which again just came out recently, July 11th, 2019. We have a lot of recent games on the uh, on the show today. I noticed that, uh, and I, I think that was actually done coincidentally. I don't think that was done on purpose. But yeah, the DLC came out recently, July 11th, 2019, and again composed by Rainbow Dragon Eyes, real name Eric Brown, but better known as Rainbow Dragon Eyes. And again, man, he just captured the magic with the soundtrack that he did with the original game like the you know the base game everything just you can tell like that starts out a little bit similar to some of the music we've heard in the previous actual game but then he takes it in a totally different like kind of island feel because that's what picnic panic is it's like a summer themed island themed type of adventure and it's really cool so you can't access any of the new content until after you finish the main game after you finish the final boss, which, you know, I had to go back and do, but after you finish the final boss, then you can interact with an orb inside of the, the shop and it takes you to the Picnic Panic content. And it comes with like its own new intro cutscene, new everything, like the, everything has been reworked to like the, uh, you know, the the shop where the, uh, where you can buy items and upgrade and that kind of, that's the Tiki shop now. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and the levels are just phenomenal. Like I said, very island feel. Uh, it's it's great. You know what else? No other feel I got out of that, and just because I have Castlevania in the brain, but it had a bit of a bloody, had a bit of a bloody tears feel to it. A little bit. You can kind of hear a little bit of that in there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's I don't know, man. It, I just had so much fun. Obviously, the Messenger is a fantastic game. Messenger is a fan freaking tastic game, and not only that, but the DLC is free. Like, why would you not play it? <laughs> You really have no excuse. I have no excuse. Yeah, why would you not play it? So it is absolutely free and really just not only for the gameplay, but for the music alone, it's worth it. So very well done to the uh, the team that, you know, over there at Sabotage Studio that just made a fantastic game last year and continue to expand upon it and make it better this year. That's super, really cool. So, um, yeah, Frank, let's kick to our listener pick. Which I is think always. I'll go instead. No, I'm kidding. No, you don't get to go instead. Which one of our awesome, which one of our awesome listeners uh, hooked us up to that? I was gonna say because our listener's submission on this episode happens to come from somebody that one of the only two that you know. I know four. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah, you know four. Um, I guess. I know Martin from England. I know Martino from Italy. True, I know Stephen from Germany, and I know the messenger. Yeah, cool. this is a, this is actually from Steven from Germany, and uh, he submitted oh, a fantastic track that I'm excited to play. And let's go ahead and take a look at his email. So he actually sent this back on July 11th, the same day that the uh, Picnic Panic DLC released for the Messenger. He said, hey, Brian, and then in parentheses, hey, Frank, with a winky face. <laughs> What's last, dog? last time he didn't uh, mention your name and you took offense to that. So. He said, have you ever played anything from the awesome VR system seller Astrobot? We have, actually. I'll, in I'll interject here for a second. We have played something from Astrobot Rescue Mission. Uh, Frank actually picked Disco Tree back in, I want to say, October or November of last year for a radio hour. So we, we actually have played one track, but that's it. And it is, a it is a shame that we have not played from that. So carry on with the email. Aside from it being my favorite game of last year and the closest we got to a Mario 64 successor, it has a memorable and quite unique soundtrack. My favorite track is Polyethylene Paradise. It's also the music for the first underwater section. So in case you've never done an underwater episode, this might be the starting point. Have we done an underwater episode? I don't think we have. That's a good idea in general. Yeah, 
I think that's something we need next to pencil week, in. Next week. Not next week. I'm, not I'm next joking. Week. I'm joking. For not you. next week. I always, you know, I, I am going to pencil it in. But I, uh, I I usually take the fan submissions and usually stretch it out for like a month or two. So we will do it. And I'm going to pencil it in. I'll find the best week to put that in there. But that is a great, that is actually it's, a great idea. Are there any underwater portal tracks? <laughs> Let's take a listen. Uh, he said, cheers from Germany and keep up the good work. Steven, uh, thank you so much for the submission, Steven, once again. And thank you actually for the idea for an episode topic that we are we are definitely going to run with that. So uh, that would be a lot of fun. Let's take a listen. Again, this is from Astrobot Rescue Mission. This is Polyethylene Paradise.
And that was Polyethylene Paradise from Astrobot Rescue Mission, which released on PlayStation VR for PS4, October 2nd, 2018, composed by Kenneth C.M. Young. Not C.M. Punk, C.M. Young. <laughs> which uh, he was responsible for a lot of particular games that had a, a unique take to them, like Tearaway Unfolded from Media Molecule, like Little Big Planet, uh, actually all of the Little Big Planets, Run Sackboy Run. Man, he, he really is, for the most part, was working with Media Molecule, but then worked with Japan Studio to make Astrobot Rescue Mission. But before that, he was working with uh, SCE London Studio and was on, like, uh, the iToy-type games that released back on the PS2. <laughs> Damn it, Brian. That was the fun fact I was going to bring up. Oh, really, was it? Was Because yeah, I think I mentioned last time, I was like, don't you remember? He was the iToy guy. Yeah, he was He was the iToy guy. He was actually the... He wasn't the composer on that. He was the sound designer. But, yeah, he, he worked on the iToy stuff. I, I was one of, like, the seven people who had one of those. I think you were, yeah. I remember I was working at GameStop at the time, and I, every time somebody would come in and ask about it, I was like, Just, why? 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 Why do you want that? <laughs> why do you I had want too, that? I had too much disposable income. Now, great track. Great track, Steven. Great track, and like I said, great... Uh, Great idea for an episode, Underwater Music, and we've already penciled it in. We're going to do it in September, so we will uh, we will do that to pretty much close out summer. It'll be a lot of fun, and we'll, I, I already have some ideas for tracks that I know I want to play on that episode, so that's really cool. But I've yet to play Afterbot, and I know, Frank, you own this, so... I own it and have not finished it. Yeah, which is surprising to me because... You, it's only because, because you know me in VR, man. I can only play VR for like 20, 30 minutes at a time. No, I, I know, I know, I know. But the like, this is the big reason why I really miss my PlayStation oh, VR. It's it's like Mario 64, like through no, and through. No, that's, that's what everyone is saying. Obviously, Steven said that in the email. Everyone has been, has been comparing it to Super Mario 64 on Nintendo 64. And just to get that kind of comparison alone, that's enough for me to really be intrigued by it because that is still to this day my favorite Mario game of all time. And the only thing with PlayStation VR is it really made me sick, which is why Jessica and I had to sell ours that we had. And, you know, we just never have picked it back up. But this is a game that I would love to play if I ever can use PlayStation VR again. And I can totally tell not knowing that just by the way that that was composed and the way it sounds that that's an underwater piece of music. It definitely had the feel to it. Yeah, you can kind of hear it's it's a little, um, I, I don't know, whimsical, I guess, to where you know, it, it has that like Mario feel to it a little bit to where Mario underwater levels always feel unique and different. I get that with this track as well. They have a very Aquarian feel to them. Oh, I'm making more stuff. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, now you're just making stuff up. <laughs> all right. I promised you fun. Oh, man. Okay. Where are we going next? Fun. This is the title theme to Sonic Heroes.
that was the main theme to Sonic Heroes uh, that came out on the GameCubes January 6, 2004 and the PS2 January 27th, 2004. I was going to say that wasn't just a GameCube exclusive. No. So, OK. And uh, composed by Jun Tenoi, performed by his band Crush 40. Crush 40, baby. As always. Is every Sonic always. Song. <laughs> always. <laughs> just man. I just I have so many vivid memories of them performing on stage at like different events and just Sometimes it's very cringy, but it's always catchy. <laughs> it's always catchy, dude. It's always catchy. They got all the, the awesome gems. They really do. Sonic music, like I said, there's a lot of cringe, especially with vocal tracks. But my God, is it catchy? And it's always fun. It's always fun. And that is that is a fun. You're right, man. That was a fun track. And it's good. It's good. That's what's crazy is that it's good. What? It's better than the game. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sonic Sonic Heroes wasn't that great of a Sonic game. Yeah, that was one of those ones that really, uh, really burnt me. They got me on that one. It was the start of a lot of bad Sonic games. You said this was, what, 2004? Four. So it was right before the disaster of Sonic 06 on the 360. Oh, yeah. We don't even speak. We don't even speak of Sonic 06. <laughs> and then there were several other bad games after that until... <laughs> really until Sonic Mania <laughs> yeah. we had a stretch of like 12 bad 12, 12 bad years of Sonic games and there might have been like one or two good Sonic games in there that were at least passable but nothing that resembled anything from the retro Genesis era or even the Dreamcast era of Sonic games like those were the pinnacle up until recently now Sonic Mania is kind of bringing it back a little bit I'll be curious to see what they do because forces as I said forces was okay when I played it and I put it through review for leveldowngames.com 
Forces was definitely better than a lot of the more modern 3D Sonic games we've had, but still not on par with the the Dreamcast games. Just put a new adventure game out for the love of God, Sega. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I'll be curious to see what Sega does now with like the 3D Sonic games now that Sonic Mania has done wonders for the 2D realm. So, you know, they need to to bring that back as well. So we'll have to wait and see. But great pick, man. Fun. We never can play enough Sonic stuff. We can never play enough Sonic anything, especially when Crash 40 is involved. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. I want to go to a track that I was inspired to pick because of the Sea of Solitude pick earlier. It reminded me a lot of another game and another soundtrack that we recently just talked about on our two year anniversary episode because we played something from this particular composer on that episode. So from the and again, it's a DLC kind of just like the messenger picnic panic. But this is from the Frozen Wilds DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn. The name of the track is White Falls.
And that was White Falls from Horizon Zero Dawn, the Frozen Wilds DLC, which originally released November 7th, 2017. That was the DLC. The uh, base game, the base game came out February 28th, 2017 and composed by Joris Deman. Really was one of my favorite games of 2017 up there with Breath of the Wild, up there with Persona 5, like up there with Nier Automata. Like this was the year of, for whatever reason, crazy, like just 10 out of 10 after 10 out of 10 after 10 out of 10 after 10 out of 10. Because Horizon was first. Horizon Zero Dawn came out February 28th. It was a 10 out of 10 on leveldowngames.com. Breath of the Wild came out literally a week later with the release of the Switch on March 3rd. That was also a 10 out of 10. A month later was... Uh, no, not even a month later. Two weeks later was Nier Automata, which was also a 10 out of 10. And then a month after that was Persona 5, which was also a 10 out of 10. <laughs> and really, that's still like four of the five 10 out of 10s we've given at leveldowngames.com, all released in the span of two months of one another. And I've said this before, but like, it's not just Level Down Games that did that. So many other media outlets also gave all four of these games a 10 out of 10. It was just for whatever reason, 2017 really was probably one of the strongest years in recent memory for, for video games because of just those four games alone. And it was it was very it was a great time to be a gamer. I had, I had a great couple months and it was perfect because that was around the time that I started slowing down with actual nine to five work and started focusing more on level down games. So I was able to put a ton of time into these games when they were coming out. Crazy that I haven't really been working for over two years when you think about it. Like well, I have been like this is work. Don't get me wrong. I've been working a lot. But you probably work more than I do. <laughs> I haven't made any money in over two years. <laughs> that's a difference. <laughs> yeah, that's a difference. But we're about to turn the leaf soon on that. So that, that's going to be really, really cool. Um, the music may sound familiar to a lot of people, because if you downloaded the theme, the dynamic theme that Sony gave away with Horizon Zero Dawn for your PS4, like that changes everything that I want about your PS4 and the way that it looks. This is the music that plays in that theme. So anytime you are just sitting there on the menu system of the PS4, selecting a game or going through the settings or doing whatever that you're doing on the main screen of the PS4, this is the track that was playing. And it's actually this is not, from, this is not it's the, from this the is not DLC. This is the music that plays on my PS4 when I, when I have it on. If you have the Horizon Zero Dawn premium theme, it is. Uh, I have the premium Power Rangers theme. I hear the Coco Power Rangers. Do, do, yeah. Do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, no, this was, like I said, this was like that theme that they get. And it was a free theme. Like you didn't have to pay for it. You didn't have to have it's not like a pre-order bonus it was just given away for for free and this is the music that they actually chose to play during that which is really cool oh wow i hit my, my penultimate pick yeah you've got two left so what are you gonna hit me with i, I saved some good stuff here uh something i actually was surprised we haven't played yet okay perfect from metal gear solid 5 this is quiet's theme
And that was Quiet Steam from Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain. Uh, that game had an international release September 1st, 2015. Um, composed by Akihiro Honda, uh, lyrics were written by Ludwig Forsell, and the uh, Ludwig so Borga! <laughs> that, that would be cool. Uh, and the vocals <laughs> were done by the mocap artist herself, uh, Stephanie Houston. Okay. Who I just found out uh, through a little research is actually doing a song for Death Stranding, which is going to be awesome. Which is really, really, really cool because, like, I'm still not convinced on Death Stranding. We were talking about this while listening to that. I want to be convinced on Death Stranding. I want to love this game when it comes out because I love Kojima. Let's be real. Kojima is a genius and I want him to succeed in everything he does because of how badly he was treated at Konami. But I'm still not sure that Death Stranding is anything more than a glorified walking simulator, which, you know, not not a negative term in any way, but is a totally different type of game than what we're used to seeing from Kojima. And all of the gameplay that we've seen from Death Stranding is like pretty much just walking around and climbing up ladders and you know what I mean? More walking around. So the trailers look excellent. The story seems excellent, but I want the game to play well as well. Don't do us dirty, Kojima, but I believe in you. I don't think he will, but I need to experience the game to be fully convinced on this. And there is a good chance that it comes out in November, which it already scheduled to, but there's a good chance it comes out in November and ends up being instantly game of the year. That is still a possibility. I've been saying it forever. This game is going to do great and I'm going to play it. But how emotional is this track, dude? How emotional is this? It really is, man. Her voice is enchanting. Like, Yeah, and, and Quiet is a a really interesting character in and of herself because of really the way that she acts and the way that they portrayed her in the game. I mean, like it's, it's oh man, do I want to say this? A very tragic character as well. A very tragic character. I was going to say, do, do you want to... I, I, I got nothing here. I'm looking for words and I can't, I can't even verbalize them because I'm, because I'm stupid. <laughs> you idiot. No, I was kidding. No, she was a tra- very tra- tragic tra- character. I think tragic is a good way to put it. Okay. Yeah, a very tragic character with, with equally a very tragic main theme, like a character theme. So, I don't know, man. It's beautifully well done. I, I really enjoyed this track. Uh, usually, you don't really hear the full version really ever when you're playing yeah, yeah. the game. I'm glad, I'm glad you pulled that. Yeah, you don't really ever hear the full version of it. You just hear like bits and pieces of it or more realistically, you hear her humming it, which she does often. And that well, I, I hum my theme song all the time as well. So, you know, what is your theme song? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Dragonborn comes. <laughs> OK. <laughs> all right, man, a couple. I want to say either a month or two ago on a radio or you played a track from a episode that we decided to hold off on, which was the Japan only episode. We held off on that and you, but you played one of your tracks. Actually, it was last month because it was yes. the, uh, uh, the one that, oh, who did it? I don't remember exactly. Oh, Yuzo Koshiro, the Wangan racing game. I don't remember the actual name of it, but that's the track you played, but it was Yuzo Koshiro. I picked from a Japan, uh, Japanese only game for this episode that was meant to be part We're of that episode. Load, Brian. <laughs> no, there's plenty. Trust me. <laughs> there's plenty of games that never released in North America or anywhere else besides Japan. So the name of this game is hard to say, but it's Shodan Kurai Ninti Shodan Pro Mahjong. The name of the track is title screen.
And that was title screen from Shodan Kurai Ninti Shodan Pro Mahjong, which released on April 28th, 1995 in Japan. It was developed by Chaos, published by Gaps, a bunch of companies that I'm not familiar with and composed by someone I'm also not familiar with. Gap uh, makes those really nice jeans. Uh, no, 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 that's uh, that is just Gap. This is Gaps with an S. Yeah, the Gaps. <laughs> but it was composed by Kenichi Fuji who is only responsible for this particular game. One and done. Yeah, which is actually really, really crazy to think about. Uh, It came out on a Friday and there are nine tracks on the soundtrack. You have the Gaps logo, which is a second long. I mean, obviously, but then title screen, main menu, quiz, playing Mahjong, someone's almost won, end of hand, tournament and congratulations. Those are the names of the nine tracks on the actual soundtrack. I really like this, man. I have I've played some Mahjong games in the past. I've played some Mahjong on PC. My aunt and I used to enjoy playing like one of the early my early memories of playing like online multiplayer games is with my aunt in like 1998, 1999 through AOL playing these random ass like Mahjong games on PC. And that was always fun for me. I enjoy doing that because I got to spend time with her and bond with her. But Mahjong can be fun at times. I, I do like Mahjong from time to time. I played it on the AOL as well. I was more of a Slingo guy, but you know. <laughs> Slingo was my grandma, man. Yes, yeah, loved Slingo. But I don't know. There's something about this track. I really enjoy this a lot. No, nah, I mean, like, I said it as a joke, but this is better than a Mahjong team really needs to be. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I found a little excerpt of it on GiantBob.com. And it's kind of cool what they said about it. It said, instead of the usual selection of anime portraits for the characters, Shodan, however you say that, Shodan Kurai Ninti, Shodan Pro Mahjong, features real-life people as its CPU opponents. These opponents will also converse with each other and the player character during the game to simulate the easygoing atmosphere of a Mahjong game in real life. The game also features a quiz mode that challenges players' knowledge of Mahjong. So you're actually getting, and I was looking at screenshots of it, it actually is, and I'll share this one with you here so that you can actually see it in uh, in Discord as we talk about it. But you can actually, and I'll send it to you in a message instead of putting it in the uh, the main Discord channel. But you can actually see how they did, like, real portraits for people instead of it being, like, just computer-generated type stuff. Hector up top does not give a crap what you have to say. <laughs> I don't know that his name is Hector, but yeah. It's weird, man. It's kind of neat. But again, the entire soundtrack is really well done. Uh, I listened to all of them, and this just happened to be my favorite one. All right, man. You know what time it is? Uh, It's my favorite part of the month, Brian. Favorite part of the month where we get to kick to Jessica's pick for the episode. And she hit me with one that I was kind of taken aback by. I did not expect this from her. So, and I didn't even know she had played this game. I didn't know she had any experience with this game. Uh, And it's definitely not a traditional Jessica pick. But unfortunately, we've had a pretty hectic past couple days and Jessica did not get around to recording her audio. We actually kind of forgot about it. So instead, I will just go ahead and intro the track for her. And I know this comes from a game that she used to play with her brother on the Nintendo 64 pretty heavily back in the late 90s. Uh, She was telling me a story about how they always used to sit down and play this together and generally a lot of her picks come from memories such as that. So again, from Bomberman 64, this is the opening theme.
And that was the opening theme from Bomberman 64, which came out here in North America November 30th, 1997. And that was composed by Akafumi Tada, who worked on just this for video games. I don't know if you know that. Just this game. <laughs> just Bomberman. Just not not even Bomberman as a series. Just Bomberman 64. Oh, really? Just the one? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Akifumi Tada is more of a anime composer. Worked on a ton of different animes. So just none that I'm really that familiar with. Just a lot of ones that are probably never got dubs or really much promotion, I guess, outside of Japan. But the one that I'm seeing here that I am familiar with is Final Fantasy Unlimited. So he, he did the uh, music for that over there in Japan, which I have seen some of those episodes here in the US. I did not know that Jessica had a lot of experience with Bomberman 64. And I don't know what she talked about. Again, she always records her audio at a separate time than we do our, our shows. But she told me the other day when she sent this to me, because I always ask usually a couple days in advance for radio or tracks from everybody, not just Frank, but Jessica and the listeners. I, I try to get them all done so I can prepare the episodes. But she sent this to me on Thursday and I was like, I didn't even know you played this game or even liked Bomberman because <laughs> I don't like Bomberman. I am not a Bomberman fan. I, I I actually played the one for Switch after Switch came out. You know, shout out to Konami because they did send us a code for that a couple years back. And I just didn't like it, man. I gave it like a five or a five five, if I remember correctly. Like it was not a good game. And I just think Bomberman has always just there. There hasn't really been an amazing Bomberman game. There hasn't been. There's been a couple that have been fun and passable, but none that have been like, oh, my God, I need to play this game. But apparently apparently she's had a lot of she had a lot of fun with this playing it with her brother uh, back on the N64, which is, uh, you know, super cool memories and really cool. But it's just never been a game for me. Trust me, there's plenty of crap games out there that I love just because I played with my sister. So, yeah, I'm sure there are. And I was looking at it on uh, IGN gave this a seven six. So apparently it's not a terrible Bomberman game. Uh, GameSpot gave it more what I probably would have expected it to get a 4.6 out of 10. But those are the only two reviews that exist for this game. So I don't know. But that is a very great piece of music. That was catchy as hell. Like, I like that a lot. Yeah, it was a good pick as always, Jessica. Respect. It's it's fun when she said something that is just like completely off the wall. Like, I was not expecting this one at all. I'm still I'm still waiting for the Jessica Portal pick. Maybe next episode. No, I hope never that happens. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, fantastic pick. Very catchy. Oh, man, I have to come up with one more pick. You really kind of backed me into a corner on this one. Well, well picked. Great done. <laughs> uh, so for my final pick, I have to admit, I originally wanted to pick a track that we already had. Oh, did you? What were you going to pick? Uh, Strike the Earth by from Shovel Knight. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was like the, that was the very first Shovel Knight track we ever played. Yeah, well, because I, I what I often do is I, I put on a video game radio in my video in my car every once in a while just to kind of get some inspiration. And I was like, I really like the song. And then I wrote it down. And of course, you know, I can't use it. So then I went ahead and I listened to the entire Shovel Knight soundtrack to find our lovely rule, our lovely rule of never playing the same track more than once. It's a a good rule because it got me to listen to more of the soundtrack. Yeah, I love it. So, uh, yeah, good rule for now, even though you don't follow my other rule of never playing songs from a game that you haven't played. Um, So from Shovel Knight, this is backed into a corner.
and that was Back Into a Corner from Shovel Knight, uh, which came out June 26, 2014. Great game. Is it, Frank? I don't know. I broke the rule. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you've never played Shovel Knight. <laughs> no. Uh, composed, of course, by Jake Kaufman, who did most of the music for this game. Yeah, every every track except for two, which uh, Minami Matsume did two tracks on this actual soundtrack. Uh, I love his work, man. I, we just played something uh, this past episode on our Desert Levels by uh, Jake Kaufman, the one from Shantae. I love his work. Like, I can... I can instantly tell when it's a Jake Kaufman track because I just I know how he composes things and it's just so well done. <laughs> I mean, he, he has like a thousand credits to his name, so uh, I'm not even going to try to listen to them all. I'll just pick him his best one here at random. SpongeBob, okay. SquiggleBounce. There you go. I don't know that that's his best one, <laughs> but he really doesn't make a bad track. Like we, we say R- that a lot R- of times Rats, about I got to go party for the Game Boy Advance. Did, wait, is that did he actually do that? Yes, he did. I, wow. I, I, I mean, these are legit ones I'm pulling for. He also did Surf's Up for the Game Boy Advance and the DS. I knew he did Surf's Up. I did not know he did a Rugrats game. I think, Weird. I, I think eventually we all have to do a Rugrats game. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I uh, I would prefer uh, zero Rugrats games to come back, even, even when the actual show comes back. Uh, I think because I think the reboot either launches later this year or next year. I hope to God there's not a new Rugrats game. I hope to God. Don't be hating. You know, they come far from the bangers. I don't want another Rugrats game because then you'll pick a track from it. I just know it. I just know you will. So uh, great track, though, man. And that was a that was a fun boss fight. That's a fun boss fight. I'm surprised you haven't played this game. I'm actually disappointed in you that you haven't played this game because it's right up your alley. No, this is like everything I love in a video game. I just haven't done it. Um, but I haven't had the itch because I have been playing the hell out of Bloodstained and Shovel Knight makes his way into that game, kind of. Sort of. There is an enemy called a Shovel Knight and it looks like Shovel Knight. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the game has been out for like a couple years, like what, three years? When did you say it came out? June, June 2014. So yeah. Oh my, my God, five years! I thought it was only three years. So it's been out for five freaking years, and you haven't had a, you haven't you've had you tell me you haven't had a chance in five years to play this game. <laughs> I can play it now. It's a retro game. That's true. It's a retro game. Yeah, it's five years old. All right, man. Talking about retro games, I want to kick to my last pick for the episode, which obviously we're going to close out with. And it's a game that I've decided to go back and replay. Now, it's a game that I've never finished. I have yet to finish this game, which is one of the reasons why I'm going back to play it. But I'm also kind of in a kick where I want to play through this series again before Trails of Cold Steel 3 comes out in... I think it comes out now in October because I think it was delayed from its September release. I think it kicked it to October if I remember correctly. But I've been playing a lot of the Legend of Heroes recently. And... I went back to the original where it kind of all started with this particular storyline. So, and I, I sent you a picture of it. Uh, man, I want to say that was like Tuesday of last week. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I sent you a picture and I was like, all right, let's do this. And I restarted uh, the Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky on PC. This game originally came out in Japan June 24th, 2004 on PC. Uh, the first time we would see it in North America would be on the PSP, March 29th, 2011. I, as I mentioned, am playing the PC version, which came out July 29th, 2014. I want to take a listen to Whereabouts of the Stars, which is more or less the main theme of the game, like the theme song. In Japan, it's called Hoshi no Arika. Uh, again, the Whereabouts of Light. The 
entire soundtrack, as we always talk about when we talk about Falcom, was done by the Nihon Falcom JDK sound team. Hayoto Sonoda, Wataro Ishibashi, and Takahide Murayama were the three responsible for this particular game. Pure musical perfection. They are. And there's more than just those three because, you know, you'll hear different names when we talk about the JDK sound team if we can figure out exactly who it was that, that composed music. But these three individuals are responsible for this particular soundtrack. And seriously, man, everything that they do, not just them, but the entire team, everything that they do is always, always, always perfection and brilliant. And this is this has vocals. The female vocalist you're hearing is a Japanese singer by the name of Yumi. That's U-M-I is what she goes by. Sounds yummy to me. Yeah, yummy. I guess we can call it yummy. Yeah, Yumi is, I think, more probably how it's pronounced. But... I'm really enjoying my time with this, and I'm probably about eight to ten hours in, roughly, uh, if I remember correctly. I am I'm going to stick with it this time. Like I said, I really want to get through the series again. I have until like end of October, I think. I don't know that I'll actually be able to do it because, you know, I have this game. I have Trails in the Sky second chapter and then the third chapter. That's the original trilogy. And then I have two games that never released outside of Japan, but there are fan translations that exist online that I was going to try to play through. There's two of those, and then there's Trails and Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2, which I have on PS4. I believe in you, Brian. I would love to think I can do it, but that's probably close to 500 hours worth of RPGs. <laughs> or as Brian calls it, a slow work, work week, okay? A, a slow work week, indeed. No, I would love to, to be able to do that, and I hope that I can. But if not, it is what it is. I, I am really enjoying my time with this. And even though, if, even if I can only get through some of the games, it's been fun to go back and, and play through them. So, uh, yeah, we'll close out with this. Again, it's called The Whereabouts of Light from The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. But I think that's going to bring us to the close of the episode today, Frank, unless you have anything else you want to mention before we get on out of here. I say it every radio hour, and I'm going to say it this time as well. Send us your tracks. I will yeah. shout you out. We need more tracks, obviously. We uh, we still have a couple that we can pull from, but the more tracks we have, the better. I like to be able to pick and from... you pick Portal tracks, they're going to make it on the episode, I promise they, them. You know, they probably won't. They probably won't, but you're more than welcome to send them in. Okay. I'll, I'll set up a special email, you send them to me, and then I'll pick them as my own picks. Don't you worry, we'll find a way. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com, like Frank just said. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames to subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. We are not live often. I say that every single week. But those follows do actually still help us in terms of our footprint growing. So you'd be surprised what it could do. So definitely uh, click the follow button on Twitch if you haven't. But if you want to follow someone and watch someone that's live often on Twitch every Tuesday, every Thursday and every Saturday or Sunday, check out twitch.tv forward slash Bruce underscore deduce. That's B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E. Dead by Daylight, Overwatch, Rocket League, Super Mario Maker 2. More recently, Fire Emblem Three Houses. He's playing it all. Man, we actually we need to play some music from Fire Emblem now that I think about it. That's, that game has a fantastic soundtrack. But check him out. Click the follow button for him as well and uh, interact with him. He's very interactable on Twitch. So I think you know, anyone watching and listening to this would have a lot of fun watching him as well. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. 
Next week, Frank, I want to explore an entire genre of games. I want to go and do something that we've played some music from these games in the past, but I think there's a lot of games out there that we could really explore and find some excellent music. So next week's theme is going to be beat em up games. Hell yes. I want to do eight tracks from me, eight tracks from you, and we will just explore everything that we can find in terms of one of our both of our favorite genres in gaming beat em ups. And I think that'll be a lot of fun to do. You've just made my day. <laughs> Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Whereabouts of the Stars from The Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, again composed by the, the Nihon Falcom JDK sound team Hayota Sonoda, Wataro Ishibashi, and Takahide Murayama. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. Shit.